0: For this episode, we'll be talking about Burning Spear Marcus Garvey. In the room, I have Anne. Hi. On the line, I have Rob.
1: Hello. Ben.
0: Hey. John. <laughs> and Jackson. What's up? Marcus Garvey is the third album by the reggae group Burning Spear, released in December 12, 1975 on Fox Records in Jamaica. The producer was Lawrence Lindo, and the genre is reggae. And I'm going to read from the book Jim Harrington. Winston Rodney was born in St. Anne's Parish, Jamaica, where Marcus Garvey was born in 1887, some 58 years previously. The experience of growing up among the working class in St. Anne's, also the birthplace of Bob Marley, would color both men's work. Garvey would champion the Back to Africa crusade through political activism Rodney would fight the injustice using song. Marcus Garvey was the third album by Rodney, a.k.a. Burning Spear, a name borrowed from Kenya Rebel leader Jomo Kenyatta, but it translated as one of the most impressive introductions in reggae history, despite being remixed by the record label for mass consumption while, in, uh, while it enraged uh, Rodney. The album was a poignant blend of religious aspirations ...and cultural concerns that that came across as both a warning cry and peaceful meditation. The cover illustration depicts two angry young black warriors set the mood even before Rodney opens with weeping and wailing and moaning. You got yourself to blame, I tell you. The political edge grows even sharper on slavery days... As the singer remembers his ancestor's shackles, Burning Spear, the band was a trio at the time and Rodney's raw emotional delivery was intensified by the sweet sounds of bass vocalist Rupert Willington and tenor Delore Hines. On such devotions as Jordan River and in resting place with further help from the black disciples, Rodney ensues that future generations would remember both Garvey and Burning Spear. Alright, what did we think of Burning Spear, Marcus Garvey?
1: Dude, this album's fucking lit.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty great album. Yeah.
1: I love it. I like this better than 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 our the most recent uh Bob Marley one we listened to. Catch a Fire? No, no, I love no, Catch no, a no. Fire. We did one after that. Oh, you're right. The loungy one. The, yeah, the one the one that just sounded thin. Yeah, loungy it, 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 <laughs> Yeah. This one, it's got so much more soul than oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. It, dude, that this I, I can I'm I'm just falling into these grooves mm-hmm. you know and then you got like the horns you got I I'm really enjoying listening to this all week long yeah
0: yeah this has been a good one for me too I I had almost forgotten that you know reggae wasn't political until Bob Marley Burning Spear like this is this is like a turning point in in the uh, reggae. Uh, the Rastafarianism it's sort of the dance hall ska music that was a little more uh, dancey and upbeat and talked about girls and you know doing things. But for some reason I feel like my generation or just we don't think about oh right there had to be a point where it was like it then became a political sort of uh song structure or songs were political and this is definitely one of the the one of those points
2: well it's the rastafarianism that that adds the political bent to it Mm -hmm. and so that whole like liberation theology is kind of where you get the marcus garvey uh idealizations like i I, the person marcus garvey like i'm not super fond of he's He's
1: complicated and probably not my guy
2: yeah like there's there's definitely like many
1: good parts about like what did he do besides come to town well (laughs) (laughs) he
3: was (laughs) was a revolutionary but he was also a black separatist so he had some kind of like places where he jibed with like kkk stuff right like like the idea that the races should be separate Like, Mm, it's something that I'm not into. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I found a very good summation of him, of his sort of, like, what he stood for. Garvey was a controversial figure. Uh, Many of the African uh, disparate communities regarded him as a pretentious demagogue and were highly critical of the collaboration with the white supremacists, his violent rhetoric, and his prejudice against mixed races, people, and Jews. He nevertheless received praise for his encouragement, uh, sense of pride and self worth among Africans and African diaspora um, amid widespread poverty, discrimination, and colonialism. He is seen as a national hero in Jamaica, and his ideals extend considerably influence such movements as Rastafarian, the Nation of Islam, and Black Power Movement.
1: Right. So, a right.
0: complicated figure, essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Because okay. the Nation of Islam is separatist, too, right? Yeah. So, it's like mm-hmm. it's complicated.
2: But, you know, but the ideas of like breaking the shackles of British rule or, or white colonialism, Sorry. period, like you got Jomo Kenyatta in Kenya making the country, uh, you know, again. Uh, into, into Jomo Kenyatta, like that's where they get the name Burning Spear. It, it was a military award that Jomo Kenyatta, who was the first president of independent Kenya, gave to the military. Like uh, And so like a band that takes from that and then, you know, things that are in Rastafarianism. Haile Selassie, emperor of uh, independent Ethiopia, you know, like Marcus Garvey, who at one point in time declared himself the whole president of Africa. Yeah, like that's my favorite
3: thing. <laughs> like, He's like, I'm the yeah. president of Africa. Right? <laughs>
2: it's
3: like, well. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like that idea to be like, okay, fuck all this white rule, like let's let's make it our own, let's rise up from the suppression. and like that's a that's a huge part of of, of Rastafarianism in reggae. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And that comes through in the songs, like,
0: 100%. Yeah, I found the songs really engaging, really cool, Gr- right on beat, too. Like, it's clean. The production's awesome. I was surprised to hear, too, that they said that the vocals were turned down because they thought it was a little too ruckus, like, for white audiences. Or they had to sort of, like, tame the, what would you say, the intensity of yeah. of this
2: I, I don't know. Has anybody heard the original mix? The original. Jamaica I was looking mix?
1: for it. I couldn't find it. It's
0: not yeah. on Spotify. I couldn't find it on YouTube.
1: I know that like, Island remixed and they altered the speed of some of the sound songs for for the international release, mm-hmm. and apparently the, the band and and their hardcore fans were were furious. So I I I would love to hear yeah. and and for a minute I thought that so like a year after this they released Garvey's Ghost, which is the the, the dubbed out the dubbed, the, the dubbed out yeah. version yeah and. For a second, I'm like, oh, maybe that's like the original, but no, that's that's a a a third iteration of this of this album. Okay, I would love to hear that original Jamaican release.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, but, I mean, this is the original. This is the inspiration. Or is it? Yeah. This is the the second iteration. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh, I did find it interesting. I don't know if anybody else noticed, but on some of the songs, the guitar is on the right and the horns are on the left, and sometimes the guitar is on the left and the horns are on the right. Uh. Weird. I didn't really understand why it didn't really throw me off. I was just surprised to see the, the difference in the, the structure of uh stereo mixes within this album.
3: You have to it's, work out both sides.
2: Like yoga. It's weird. Yeah. It's I weird. love the use of the horns on this album. I mean, Ben said that <laughs> earlier, but like, there's very so tight. Horns. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. I feel He's like got- that's a little bit of a throwback to like the blue beat, you know, and ska like,
1: and, like, the, the the black disciples. That's it's got it's got some people we've heard before, right? There's like some whalers in there. I know Family Man's
0: in there. Family, Family Man's Man. in there. Is there some Matalls Hor- in there? Maybe Horse Mouth <laughs> picking it up on the drums.
2: Shakespeare. Shakespeare's <laughs> on the bass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no he really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the best names. <laughs> They're so, <laughs> so good.
4: Great. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far as like. I don't know. I I love, like, this, like, Roots Reggae, and uh, this is a shining example of how fucking Whoa. tight this shit can be.
3: This is... And I, like, I never... I grew up a, around a lot of, like, hardcore white stoner people that loved reggae. So, like, my conception of reggae... <laughs> so it was, like, very negative. <laughs> but then when I, like, heard actual reggae, I was like, I... I really like reggae. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, How it, it's actually wonderful. It just has to not suck. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Is Burning Spear uh, Road, right? You what? is he one of those? Like I know, like Toots still comes to, like the Bluebird every year. Is, is Burning Spear still on those circuits too?
0: Oh. Yeah, Burning Spear has been touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe not nonstop, but yeah toured a lot
1: mm-hmm. and they've
2: done a lot with michael fronty that's really good too
1: oh cool oh
2: that oh, yeah, cool. yeah
1: that makes sense i have seen i've uh, seen that building before
4: yep totally
2: you I know think michael they did, did an, an yeah, album
1: together too yeah does not yeah. wear shoes ever
2: <laughs>
1: that's dangerous yeah no, yeah not
2: if you
3: get thick enough soles
1: <laughs> hobbit style <laughs> he's absolutely he, he, he's absolutely a hobbit <laughs> the time in question it was a festival in like downtown Pens- uh, uh philadelphia and I absolutely would have been wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, no shirt, no shoes.
1: Shirt, no shoes. No
4: Service. problem. No Service. problem. No no problem.
0: problem. <laughs> <laughs> a problem is not a
2: problem because no problems here.
4: You're a problem.
2: <laughs> I have always been a problem. Knock
3: it off. Stop copying. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a stop
3: copying. I mean.
0: <laughs> this album, though, it just, it feels good.
3: Well, but this is what I, like, when I say it, like, it's like, this is great.
0: Yeah, Roots Reggae. I think that's where is it's that at, it's right? To be called? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. kicked off or created, I mean, Roots Reggae. Correct? Am yeah. I wrong? No, this, this is Roots. This and Bob Marley mm-hmm. to a maybe lesser extent, even? what?
1: What is the root in question?
0: I feel like the name is almost a little
4: misleading. Like that.
1: I feel misled. Well, I'll, I'll explain it. I mean, it, it's
2: it's not. I don't think because it's reggae that specifically is associated with not necessarily Rastafarianism, but with the diaspora, and so a lot of times those things blend together because of the nature of liberation theology.
1: So it's hard yes. to
2: take out the Rastafarianism from roots reggae, and you don't necessarily have to, but they're not always associated. But the basic is Rastafarianism
1: is, the root of roots reggae?
2: No, the root of roots reggae is reggae that is seeking the roots of the people and the songs are related to yes. the origins of the persons
1: singing it. Like these are Does all it roots. describe the lyrical content or 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 the sonic music? Lyrical content. Okay. Lyrical so the content. diaspora
3: is like where the like black population was like taken away from Africa to some degree, right? Yeah, and slavery. there's all kinds of Yeah, like slavery. But like so there's all kinds of manifestations of that and then like diaspora studies are talking about that happening essentially like acknowledging slavery and like what that does culturally and like
4: so totally. it's dealing with that. And it and when I So that makes sense to me if it's roots. Totally. But and mm-hmm. what yeah. the reason for the reason I think that is because it's not about it is more about the lyrics and the message than it is the music. Because when I think of like, you know, some, somebody talking about the roots of something, you know, I'm thinking about like dance hall and shit or, you know, older yeah. stuff. That, that's, that's not the case.
1: So it's but, not like like American roots music. Like the, 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 that's the, of the word root right? is yeah. different. This that's is more the like the, the television event roots, right? Yeah, I mean, you're not incorrect. Yeah. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> well,
2: I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is not folk traditions per se. It's not, it's not folk reggae, it's
1: Because right, the television roots yeah.
3: show, Roots, is only talking about one very specific, narrow oh. aspect of the diaspora. Right, right. So like.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I, okay. I, I, I just understood what you meant. It's like a, mean, a clumsy I analogy. I didn't understand either, Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Like,
3: I've seen Roots, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> like, the show, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But,
2: To have some sonic like themes, you'll have themes where they talk about, especially with Rastafarianism, like Babylon and Zion and returning and crossing Mm -hmm. the River of Jordan and like all these things where you're taken from your homeland and moved to another place and you seek to return or you so it's
3: also about displacement, yeah, it's a big theme of the diaspora,
1: Yeah. yeah,
4: it doesn't have much to do, like, there's no playbook on like what the music's supposed to sound like. Does that make sense, Ben?
1: Yeah, it does.
4: But it sounds like reggae. It's fucking reggae, no (laughs) doubt. But we
1: are listening to reggae. That's the the reggae part of the Roots reggae.
4: Yeah, kind of like Aerosmith sounds a (laughs) little bit like Aerosmith (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) When Their best songs sound the most like Aerosmith, you know what I mean? (laughs) I I do. And, And also, like... Yeah, I mean what like a baller band on this record as well. And they're yeah. on like so many of these records too. It's like a lot of the same a lot of the same musicians.
1: Does the Black Disciples keep a pretty steady lineup or is it like a revolving door?
0: They keep a they keep a steady lineup, but um Burning Spear is is just one person, essentially. Right.
1: It, it, I also it, learned that this week.
0: Yeah. So Anything you hear of a burning spear, it's just, it's only going to be him.
1: Does he, did he, did he he keep the Black Disciples around for a good chunk of his recording career? Or was this like a, like a one-off album with the Black Disciples
0: or? No, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I'm not familiar enough with Burning Spear. Which he is, dropped
1: the Black Disciples and picked up a newly freed up Mick Ronson for his <laughs> next
2: <laughs> Well, I mean, Burning Spear is, would
1: listen, by the way.
2: I would absolutely. <laughs> but, like, but, like, you are, you're not wrong that there's a lot of, like, some of the people that are on this album did lead to later, like, production teams. Like, Robbie Shakespeare is one half of Sly and Robbie. Like,
4: yeah. Those and that's, guys who's playing, that's who's playing bass on this album. Those guys are huge. Yeah. Like, they're on so many fucking records that you can't even probably more records than they remember baking (laughs) seriously Seriously. like just because sheer volume of like how like prolific those guys are
0: wow awesome uh should we go around the room sure we get.
3: yeah it's great i love it
1: I also love it. This is uh, this was my my surprise of the week. I knew I was going to like the Bowie. Oh, I, I don't know. Keith Jarrett was also a bit of a surprise for me because that was out of left field for me. But I really, I, I'm going to keep on coming back to Burning Spear and I'm going to explore more of his catalog because this Marcus Garvey record is is hot.
2: Yeah, I loved it. This this is definitely the kind of reggae that I like more so than Marley. Like it, it hit all the buttons for me.
4: Totally loved it.
2: It's really? better reggae, but ultimately, like, I don't think I enjoy reggae, so mm-hmm. I'm neutral. But it's yeah. it's better than what Marley was putting out, well, at least <laughs> at, on the last outing.
3: That so. one was so loungy. Yeah, light really dread at it. was. Yeah. yeah nah. So I get you. Yeah, yeah. that I was not what I like. But this it. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm on the
2: I mean, positive. It's, it's 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 great for what it is, but it's not something that I'm ever going to, like, reintroduce myself to, I guess.
3: I would say my favorite context for reggae when I first realized I liked it was there was a there's a good I don't know if it still exists, but like a good reggae show on WXOX on Saturdays, like right when you would wake up if you maybe had kind of a hangover and okay. like. It feels serendipitous. <laughs> in
0: a, so you're saying, in a saying
1: that
3: <laughs>
2: WXOXFM in yes. Louisville, Kentucky,
3: ninety-seven point one on the internet,
2: ninety-seven point one <laughs> on the internet has a good reggae show. Jackson, it's is it, that does uh, it still have
3: it? Do you know? Um,
4: we it used have to had anyway. multiple uh, reggae and especially just dub reggae years shows
3: because it was before I killed the, the truck I drove. Like I just remember yeah. driving had to do an errand and I was like yeah this is exactly what makes sense to me right now <laughs> that, sh-
4: so. that show is no longer on unfortunately uh, okay that, that Saturday morning show i know exactly what you're talking about and it is not on anymore the one with
2: uh, Ibuka? uh
4: no not Ibuka. um was a show with a, uh, the the gentleman the host his name was johnny anku mm.
1: i was just asking does fbk still do the the world force reggae on the, the on one. the
4: weekends with DJ Ibuka, yes. I yeah. believe that they do, yeah.
1: I've never heard I think of the that. time slot's moved around a bit, but it's still in the weekend at some point. So that's yeah. on
2: WFPL on the weekend.
1: PK, PL, P- I F- think P-K. is the... That's Classic,
2: the, okay. Yeah. WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky.
3: Let's knock this nonsense off <laughs> and say, hey, Birch, Yes. <laughs> What's up next week? All right.
2: It's
3: <laughs> <laughs> a great question. What is
0: up next week? That's a, that's almost as good as when I have to cut you guys off and say uh what to say and that'll do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: presentation over <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's something a teacher lie. really said when I was in high school <laughs> she said it at the end of a presentation that was clearly not prepared ahead of time she's like presentation over <laughs> and I use it it's useful <laughs>
0: yeah. next time we'll be talking about Bruce Springsteen born to run I'm the
4: best. Yes.
1: All
0: right. thanks y'all Yes. thank you awesome. bye
2: Oh, the the two suite was, uh, took a trip in spring break, our last year of school, to Negril. And the place that we rented, like, had staff. They had a gardener, they had cooks, they had security. Uh, They didn't have air conditioning, but they did have sea turtles. It was a real weird place. And so the gardener, George, like, he and I hit it off like gangbusters, like big fucking Rasta, like dreads stacked under his hat, like well. teaching me how to throw darts like overhand <laughs> against a, a dartboard that's like on the Previously, shed. Previously, did you throw darts underhand? No, no, no. Like you can take the dart, put it facing yourself and oh, swing it. Uh, like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I know that yeah. one. I had never known that one. And George was like, here, we do this. <laughs> and so... Uh, Like it was one of the last nights and we got a huge bag of weed from the security guard Campbell. And we were like, okay, let's make pot brownies. And so uh, the cooks were like, oh, we'll make the brownies for you. Like just give us the weed. And so like they put this huge bag of weed into the brownies and you know, like nine by 13 pan or whatever. So we all eat the brownies and like they're pretty fucking strong and (laughs) tried to find something on TV to focus on. And we found, I believe it's Nick Cannon's uh, film, uh, yeah. Drumline, and it's like, boom, right into it. Like. <laughs> but then the next day we like reconvened the group and they were like, no, we can't eat any more of these brownies. We'd only eaten like a quarter of the pan. Well, these are like valuable brownies. We shouldn't waste these. Let's give them to George. You know, like maybe he can sell them or whatever. So like, George, dude, we're not gonna eat these brownies. They're too strong. Like, here you go. And I'm gonna do my worst Rasta, like Jamaican patois, so here we go. So he's like, no, this is fine, I'll eat this, you know? And, we're, and he's like putting his hands in it, like scooping big scoops into his mouth from the pan. Yeah. We're like and We're like, George, George, no, it's too strong. He's like, no, no, this is fine. I eat ganja pudding, it's nothing for me. He's eating the whole pan. We're like, okay, George. And we go off and we like, I don't know, went dancing or something. We come back and the cabin, like the cottage, has a little porch and on the little porch is a table and like two small chairs so you can sit out and have breakfast on the little porch. We come back and George is slumped over the table like drooling. Like George, are you okay? And he's like, I don't feel good. And we're like, what what can we do? Can we help you? He's like, yeah, get me some oats and some juice. So we go to the store like down down the street and we get some juice and some oats and bring it back to him and we like you know, like don't really see him for most of the night. And then like, later on the next morning, I think we just see him like barfing all over the place, (laughs) like all over the yard. Like he's trying to do his work or whatever. And he's just like, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: and
2: we're like, George, you know, are you okay? Like, did you, was it the brownies? What's, What's wrong? He's like, no, the juice you got me. It was too <laughs> sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> something's too sweet. It's
3: George, <laughs> <you> man. <laughs> could
2: not admit oh that the man, feed had hurt him like it broke his heart to say that we uh, had hurt
3: him. Uh, yeah. I, it's,
1: I, it's, man. juice is too sweet, man. <laughs> the That's juice is too sweet. It's <laughs> The real thing, man.